Hello and welcome to Grace Church Vienna. Today we will be joined by missionary Stefan Höfler from the Open Air Campaigners Austria. As part of our fall sermon series, God in the Center, the title of his sermon is Who Dares to Believe? What does it really mean to believe or to trust God? How does our faith become visible? Do we live like God is present? Well, join us now and see that there is a difference of just acknowledging that God exists and daring to believe. Before I start with the message, uh, I'd like to just tell you a little bit about what we're doing. Um, most of you will know that I'm involved in going out and meeting people on the street where they are to, to talk with them about, about Jesus Christ. That's what we want to do. And um, I'm really, really encouraged. Um, we can still do this right now. We don't do big meetings, but we can talk to people individually. And I'm encouraged to continue doing this. Uh, there's, you know, it's fine if you keep a little bit of a distance with somebody. And if somebody doesn't want to talk, maybe they are afraid. If they go around with a mask, you know, we want to be more kind of careful and leave them alone. But even like yesterday, we had a wonderful conversation with a man who who sat on a, on a bench and he was wearing a mask and he was on his cell phone, a mobile phone, but he was willing to talk to us. And at the end, he took with him a Gospel of Luke uh, in German and Arab. Um, one thing that really, <laughs> very special, <laughs> yesterday I met a young man again and we've met a, a number of times. We met in Linz, um, where we go out on the street every week, and we met here in Vienna also um, two, two times at least already. And I haven't seen him for um, a year, I think. Uh, and last time I couldn't remember his name. Today, this, Yesterday I knew his name. I said, hey, Pedram, it's good to see you again. What a surprise. You know, with being in a city of, million, of two million people and we were on Hauptbahnhof uh, uh, or just, you know, going in there to warm up a little bit. And what a coincidence for him to be there. And he remembered my name. So I said, Stefan, and then first he was very friendly, but then he got a little bit more into a debate. <laughs> he was very convinced about his Muslim faith. But it was very a very friendly, I think very respectful conversation. And uh, I pray that God will open his heart and his eyes. One thing, another situation, um, I'm, this, this is really very special to me. Uh, even though it's just a very short encounter on Friday... Um, so we were in a square in Linz, and there were a few people there. And I said, okay, who do you talk to? So, you know, you observe people, and there's this young guy coming towards us. He's still, you know, some distance away. So, you know, you smile at him. He smiles, he smiles at us. And so we say, hi, hey, can, can we encourage you? Or can I share, um, invite you to, to watch some videos? And, and he was very friendly. And uh, he says, you know, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, I have some questions. He's a young Muslim. And, and then I said, you know, that's interesting. I think we've met before. And he said, yeah, yeah, I think I, think I remember. And I said, it's so, f-. and he says, what's your name? I said, what's your name? And his name is Emre. And he said, oh, it's really nice to talk with you. You know, it's nice to see you. And how are you doing? And so we just talk a little bit. And then he has to continue. Um, he has to go. But I say, you know, it's funny. Last week, I, I, I had another conversation with somebody. And, you know, we had some talks before. And it was so good to see this guy. Um, and his name was Irma. And he said, no, really, you've seen Irma. That's my brother. 
So what a coincidence. And I say, hey, Emery, I would love to sit down with you. Can I, can I invite you for a coffee or tea? Um, just call me. So, you know, it's, a, it's, I'm, I'm really thankful that, you know, if, if, if you're open and you show love and respect and you're friendly, there are people who open up as well. And we want, of course, that people open up to the Lord Jesus. Um, but we want to encourage them. And, and um, you know, it's everybody's free decision, right? What to do with it. Um, and also there's an outreach today. We had an outreach, outreach yesterday in Favoriten, which we do every month. And tomorrow... Uh, ah, sorry, tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow I will be home. <laughs> no, but this afternoon at 3 o'clock we will be in Kärntnerstraße. And that's the same thing. 3 o'clock for, until about 5. We want to look for people that we can go up and have a friendly conversation. Just one-to-one um, encouragement. Maybe they will receive something to read. Uh, maybe we can invite them to watch some videos on YouTube that we've put together. That's a very, very easy way to just go up to somebody. Uh, and I would li- I'd like to encourage you to just try it. Come join the team. Uh, if you're a little bit afraid, just stand next to somebody who is less afraid. Um, let's, let's, let's be there for people. Pray for them, but also see if we can talk to somebody and encourage them. So that's today. And thank you for us. Thank you that, that you are praying. Uh, and also, gracious, thank you that you're giving to this ministry so that people who will probably or maybe never enter our church, uh, that they can hear about the Lord Jesus. All right. Um, somebody that I really like, I, I have liked to listen to, uh, that I've, um, I've watched some of the videos and lectures. I read his book, and I'm not sure if you know this person. He became quite uh, prominent and, and famous, for, especially for somebody who is a professor and talking about some dry subjects. Um, we have a, a, a photo. Can you go to the next slide? I'm not sure. Anybody remember, recognize this face? Well, now you see the, the name. Um, Jordan Peterson. And, you know, you don't have to be a fan of his. I really I find it really inspiring to, to listen to him, to be challenged and encouraged to take responsibility, to grow up as a man, not just to see oh, you know, all the other people's fault is that my life is miserable. But um, I find it really, really encouraging. And there's a lot of, uh, of uh, his, his talks on, on YouTube. And it's kind of a, a YouTube phenomenon. Um, anyway, I don't want to get into this very much further. But he's a professor in, from Canada. Uh, he's teaching uh, clinical psychology. And he became very, very well known because, yeah, well, he stood up for spree- free speech. And, you know, I'm not sure what your opinion about the whole thing is. Um, I just want to, like... To be very specific, one thing that he has been asked very often because, you know, he, 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 he looks at stories in the Bible and he talks about, you know, um, you know, morality and, 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 and all traditional virtues. Are they still relevant today? So, of course, and he, and he cites the Bible often. So people ask him, Jordan Peterson, do you believe in God? And I find it really interesting how he responds. He doesn't say yes or no. Um, just continue. I think there's another next slide. So he's quite asked, do you believe in God? And his answer is, next one. The question is, what do you mean? What do you really mean by 
by that? What do you mean by believing in God? And I mean, I challenge you, I encourage you, watch, watch the video. Um, what really, what challenges me is his thinking of, okay, what does it mean to really, really believe that God is here, that he's present, that the almighty God is somebody that I can put my trust in? What does it believe, what does belief really mean? What does trust really mean? And maybe, you know, he has some different ideas and, and he would read the Bible maybe in a different way. But this is something that really challenges me. And um, it challenges me to also become or, or stay humble. Um, it challenges me to ask some questions, some challenging questions. Maybe some questions that I don't like to, you know, automatically ask myself. I think normally people, we try to be comfortable in our own opinion. You know, everybody's convinced about his thing. But to really reflect and say, what does it mean to believe? Now, you know, this is the, the, the theme that runs through your messages. God in the center. What a claim, right? That's quite a statement. God in the center. What does that mean to have God in the center? Um, I've been reading through uh, the, the, the minor prophets, in the, which are the books in the Old Testament the last few books before the New Testament starts, and they call the minor prophets because most of them are don't have a lot of chapters. They are short books. That's why they're called minor prophets, not because they were tiny people, but because the books are shorter. And we can now look at a passage that has really, I've been thinking about this, and I still have to continue thinking about it. Um, I'm, not, I'm not done with it, uh, think this. So we look at Zechariah chapter 2. And I think you can see it. Maybe you, I hope you can read it with me. So here the prophet Zechariah, he gives a message to the people. It's about 500 years uh, before Christ. People, the Israelites, they have been in ca- captivity. And um, it's been a, a difficult time being, over, you know, having a, a foreign power over them. They, many of them have been brought into exile. So it's not an easy time. And many of the prophets, they challenge people to come back to God. Zechariah does that as well. But he also gives encouragement. And I really want to encourage you, read, read the whole book. But so I'll just take out a few verses. Here Zechariah quotes, or he, he, he writes and he speaks to the people. And he says in chapter, uh, Zechariah chapter 2 from verse 10. Shout and be glad, daughter Zion, for I am coming and I will live among you, declares the Lord. Many nations will be joined with the Lord in that day and will become my people. I will live among you and you will know that the Lord Almighty has sent me. This is the prophet speaking. The Lord will inherit Judah and his portion in the Holy Land and will again choose Jerusalem. Be still before the Lord, all mankind, because he has roused himself from his holy dwelling. This is a time when they rebuilt, when they renovated the temple. And God promised that he will take again his presence in Jerusalem in the temple. The temple that was destroyed, people had to flee, the walls were broken down. And there was the start of the second temple period. So God promises he will come and he will dwell. He will be amongst the people. Now, as we Christians, we read this. The the second fulfillment, the first fulfillment would be that the temple is rebuilt and 
And God's presence was in the temple. But the second fulfillment is 500 years later, Jesus being born. His name is Emmanuel, God with us. God makes the promise here in Zechariah, I will live among the people, my people. I will live among you. This is what Jesus did. He lived among us. And you know, and the third implication is that we're still waiting. God is not everywhere right now. We don't see everything, you know, his presence. Um, we, there's still problems, there are challenges, there are struggles. One day we, we believe that God will return. God will dwell. Jesus will return. He will make all things new. He will set all things right. The main point here that struck me is, God says, I will live among you. This is the God that we believe in. That God chooses to come to us. It's not that we pray God down. You know, it's not, we don't make God the center, right? You don't make the sun the center of the universe. You know, sometimes even as Christians we say, you know, back then I made Jesus my Lord. No. You don't make Jesus your Lord. If he is not Lord, if Jesus is not real, if there is no God, it doesn't matter how much you believe. It's not true. Just by believing in gravity, just believe, believing in the, in the sun does not change reality. What I can do is, I can say I, re- I reject believing in the sun. I don't want to think about the sun or whatever. I don't want to believe in gravity. I do my own thing. That's your decision. You can do that. But you don't change reality. And this is sometimes what I talk, with, talk to when I talk with people. I say, you know, it's, it, it doesn't matter if I believe in God. The question, what is, what is, what is real? What makes sense? And I, can I find out about that? Um, and I think I, you can. So, Coming back to that, God makes himself, he comes and and dwells among us. God is the one who wants to be the center of this world. And just as we don't decide whether the sun is the center of the universe, we don't decide whether God is the center of the universe. But we believe that God is the center, right? The question is, what does that mean? You know, and I have to ask myself, what does that mean in my life? That God is the center. Is God the center in my family? Is God the center in my, in my daily life? Is he the center of, in, during my time at the workplace? And you know what? I think 99% of the time I mess up. 99% of the times I don't live like God is the center. Maybe you say, well, that's quite a statement. But what I mean by that, and that's what I, challenge, well, that's what, what I find challenging about Jordan Peterson's, if God is real, if he's the king of the universe, if he's the Lord of lords, if he's the maker and the sustainer of the universe, what is possible? That he is my, my solid rock? He... he, he He's my comfort. He's my strength. What could that mean? I don't want to come down on you hard, but I think, honest, you know, um, 
question then is, you know, it's not, well, you know, many people are religious. And we, many people do have an, a sense and an awareness that there must be, there must be a God. And then we now come to the New Testament. What does it really mean to live in this reality that God is the center? And, you know, I can just take a little um, portion. There's so much more that, of course, we can talk about. But we, we want to look at the Sermon of the Mount and just a few verses here. And see, Jesus comes... And when he teaches the Sermon on the Mount, which actually uh, he didn't just do once, he probably spoke this message many times. His disciples would hear this again and again. This is the typical thing for a traveling preacher, a prophet, a rabbi. It would be probably the same message very often again. So anyway, there's more background to that um, if you want to know some of my thoughts on this. But see, what does it mean that God is the center What does it mean to God is the center of my life? And this is what Jesus lays out in the Sermon on the Mount. He said, this is how how life should look like. This is how life should look like that reflects that God is the center. And so we just look at a short passage and we look at Matthew chapter 5 starting from verse 43. And Jesus says, you have heard that it said that love your neighbors and hate your enemies. But, but here is what I tell you. Love your enemies. Pray for those who hurt you. When you, <coughs> sorry, <coughs> uh, then you will be sons of your father who is in heaven. And he says, God allows the rain to fall on the just and the unjust. And then he continues here in verse uh, 46. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Even the tax collectors do that. If you greet only your own people, or it means like if you're, if you're kind or re- show respect only to your own people, what more are you doing than others? Even people who are ungodly do that. So be perfect just as your heavenly Father is perfect. That's quite a statement, right? That's quite a challenge. Um, I'm not sure about you, but you know, it's, it's, it's easy to love people who are friendly to me. It's easy to be nice to my wife when she's nice to me. Um, it's easy to be nice to you know, my boss when after he paid his, the salary. Um, I'm not sure how you find it, but... Um, is it easy to to love somebody who just stole your your parking spot? Yesterday, I was standing in front of a public toilet, and there was a crowd of people waiting, three or four, three people in line. And this lady, this mother with a little daughter, just sneaked in front of us. Um, and what is my first reaction? Um, you know, th- that's maybe the simple thing. Somebody maybe who cuts across uh, in front of you. But what about somebody like in your neighborhood or at your job who says bad things about you? What if you are, you know, like you always put on the back seat? Yeah, you go to the exam and you think, you know, I'm treated not like somebody else. 
And I, I can, I, you know, you, maybe you have experienced this. You know, our, our friend, uh, brothers and sisters from Africa, I'm not sure what your experience is. Not everybody has had bad experiences, but maybe you have had these experiences. And it's normal that we say, you know, we, we react like this. If somebody hits me, I hit back. And you know, you, you look at somebody who, who chose, who chose the path of terrorism. That was not, you know, he didn't wake up one morning and said, Oh, wow, that's, you know, that would be a fun thing. Many things happened along the way, right? And you make decisions and you make choices. And they have consequences. Well, there's so much uh, that we could talk about. And, you know, I don't know your life and your situations. I, I barely know my situations. <laughs> but that, what a challenge, right? That is an incredible challenge that Jesus gives. He says, if God is the center, then this is how life, this is how I should live. And I think 99% of the times I, I'm not quite there or I'm not there at all. Um, I think it's good to be honest. But the, at the same time, I don't have to, you know, there's people who whip themselves. I'm so bad. We don't have to do this as well. But we can trust and we can trust. We, we come to God and, 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 and find encouragement and motivation and perspective and strength in him. Whatever happens, whatever happened to you, whatever happened during the last week, however you've been treated, you can rise up. You don't have to be a victim of the wrong choices that other people made. We can rise up. With the help of Jesus, we can show respect to people who don't show respect to us. Uh, with the help of Jesus, I can maybe think twice what I say to this woman who cut in front of me. Maybe we can say something friendly to her. How about asking next time? No problem. You could have gone in front, but why don't you ask? You know, I don't think we have to be like, oh, yeah. Hope you understand what I'm saying. I've, 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 the title for, for my sermon, I thought about this, it says, who dares to believe? You know, faith is not just something, okay, well, I, I, oh, there's a son. Okay, there's a God. Jesus says, dare to believe, trust me, that I am here. I am the center. I want to be the center of your life. I want to give you the strength you need. I want to give you the comfort. I want to give you the love that you need. Not just for yourself, but for others. I really, I've been reading a book, I haven't finished yet, by Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Maybe you have heard the name Dietrich Bonhoeffer. He was a, a pastor and a theologian from Germany. And he opposed the Nazi regime. And he was very outspoken about it. And um, just a few days before uh, the Second World War ended... He died in one of the concentration camps just a few days before. Um, I, I don't have it 
in my head right now, but where, the, the, where he died just a few days after that camp was released. But he gave his life for that. He could have saved his life very easily, but he stood up against evil. So even here, loving your enemies does not mean that we ex- accept everything. But we can stand up against evil. I, I find this really um, I, um, inspiring, this one statement here. Daring to believe in God, maybe it means something like this. And I hope we can read it here. He says, being a Christian is less about cautiously avoiding sin And it's more about courageously doing God's will. Being a Christian does not mean to say, well, you know, I I shouldn't watch this and I shouldn't touch this. I shouldn't spend time with these people. That's part of it. But I shouldn't, we shouldn't be consumed about all of this, what I shouldn't do. But be consumed about what we should do. Let's be consumed about what can I do during the, the limitations that we have right now. What, what, what can I, how, how can I prepare? That's just what, one thing that, that struck me um, last few days. How can I prepare for Christmas? What is it that I, I can, whether that's, um, you know, posting something on YouTube, uh, on, on, on Facebook, or sending to the WhatsApp friends, um, what can, or my workplace. There's so many things. Where say, hey, what can I do? How can I, how can I be courageous? Being dared to believe doesn't mean that we have to do stupid things, right? We shouldn't be doing stupid things. But what is it that God would encourage you to do? What is it where God wants to lead you to love somebody? To listen to somebody maybe who opposes you? To do something nice and good to somebody who was nasty to you? Who made a joke about you? Who laughed at you? Where is it that you stand up for truth? Where is it that you stand up against evil? And I could go on. Jordan Peterson was asked, do you believe in God? And he says, whoa, what do you mean by that? And if I think about it, that's quite a daring thing. It's a daring thing to say, I believe in Jesus. I believe in God. And I want to encourage you as well. That's a daring thing. God, I want to believe. I want to trust you more. I want to trust you for something more. If, if, if believing in God is easy for you, then make the next step. Okay? But if you're one of those who says, you know, I'm struggling. He says, daring to believe. I, I struggle with that. You know what? That's okay. Talk to somebody. Maybe you contact us here at Grace Church or look for somebody that you trust and talk about that. Come with your questions. Come with your doubts. If you have been hurt and, and, and you struggle with that, that's okay as well. You don't have to hide with that. If you're frustrated, if you're alone, you don't have to hide in that. Jesus is not pressing down on you, but he's inviting you, come to me. And he says, I want to be, I want to live among you. What a message. What an offer of hope. 
What a comfort. What an encouragement to live a daring life. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for the, the, the opportunities that, that we have, the, the possibility to, to watch maybe online. Uh, thank you for all those who could come here. Thank you that this is a time of encouragement. And, and help us to take you by the word. You say you, have, you come to live among us. Thank you, Jesus, for coming and living among us. Thank you for dying on the cross to overcome evil and death, to offer us new life. And help us to understand more, get the next step of what it means to trust you, dare to trust you. Dare to trust that the Almighty God will give the courage that we need, will comfort, will give us the right words, will help us to be patient, will give us creative ideas how we can reach our neighbor, show us what we can do, whether that's with the neighbor of where we live or the neighbor at our workplace or the neighbor at university or the neighbor in our, in our family. Help us not just to react to what's happening around us. Help us to take active steps. Help us to be wise. Keep us from doing stupid things. Thank you that you love us. Thank you that you are near and close. And may that motivate me and draw me to other people. There are so many out there who are afraid they are alone um, and eventually they are lost and we want to tell the world we want to tell our neighbor that you are you have come near thank you for this wonderful message that we have and we pray that you would bless and protect um, the the churches uh, that we know, um, BAG and, and many other churches, especially the churches in Vienna. And we pray that you bless Grace Church as well. As well. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.